a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. We're going to stay with the conversation just a little bit longer. The Democrats, of course, $3.5 trillion reconciliation package. Some people think that's probably a little lowball number. It might be a little closer to 5.3 or 5.5. Depends on how uh, everything gets inserted in there and what the CBO decides to score that as. Of course, as part of the plan, Democrats uh, want to raise the corporate tax rate to 26.5% to pay for some of that spending spree. So the question is, how does that impact us? How does it impact Utah's corporate tax rate? And uh, very pleased to have Alex Morishano uh, uh, join us from uh, the Tax Foundation. He's a federal analyst there. Uh, Alex, thanks for joining us today. Good to be here. All right. So uh, obviously a centerpiece of the House Democrats reconciliation proposal is an increase in the corporate tax rate from 21 percent to 26.5 percent. Uh, it's very easy as a headline uh, to cheer and say, great, tax the big corporations, make them pay for it. Uh, but uh, we know that's genuinely not the way it works out in the end. What's the impact of this? Yeah, so what you're going to be worried about with the corporate income tax increase is that ultimately uh, corporations aren't the only ones that pay uh, corporate income tax. Corporate income tax means that companies have less of an incentive to invest in the United States uh, because they know that they're not going to be able to keep as much of the return, uh, as much of the profit from their investments. As a result, um, when companies are thinking about you know building new facilities, uh, uh, whether new factories, new offices, etc., um, their incentive to invest is lower, and ultimately that ends up hurting workers uh, with fewer jobs and uh, lower productivity growth, which means lower wages. Um, and sort of these are the sort of things that uh, the administration has identified correctly as problems uh, with the current economy, but uh, this is not the answer to um, to those problems. Indeed, it would make them worse. Yeah, and I, I, th- I think that's so critical for people to, to really think through all of the downstream uh, ramifications of all of that. As we know, often with these kinds of increases, uh, it it often ends up hurting uh, the middle class and the poor, the most vulnerable the most is those uh, costs that businesses incur are either uh, hit in employees, in wages, in less hiring, uh, also in in terms of higher prices. Yeah, part of the uh, corporate income tax, uh, there's some evidence that it would be passed on in the form of higher prices, but I think the main concern with it, with that uh, lower investment in, 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 in physical capital uh, that sort of drives growth and productivity, I think that is the, is the main concern. Uh, as well as, of course, uh, company location that, uh, you know, higher taxes here will mean that more types of businesses will be moving uh, moving elsewhere or, or not being founded in the first place here. Yeah, and I think so there's two components to that that I, I want to talk through with you, Alex. Uh, and that is one, obviously, that uh, would impact, as, as you alluded to earlier, uh, location and whether that location is a company deciding – uh, if that puts the U.S. at one of the highest corporate tax rates, 
uh, if we're better off to do it somewhere else around the world. How could that also impact uh, Utah specifically in terms of uh, location and what that would mean to, to companies and where they choose to build? Yeah, so one thing you run into when people talk about comparing uh, companies uh, across uh, or c- comparing countries as corporate tax rates, uh, one of the concerns or one issue with the United States is because we have um, are a little bit more decentralized in terms of government. Um, comparing just the national rate versus the national rate in the U.S. versus the national rate in England is not really not really uh, you know is not a significant enough comparison because uh, we also levy uh, state-level corporate income tax. Uh, most states do. Uh, and so it makes sense to add in a state income tax or state corporate income tax while making these kind of comparisons. And when you add in state income tax, on average, the U.S. would be the uh, third highest uh, corporate tax rate in, uh, in the developed world um, after only uh, Portugal and Colombia. Wow. And, uh, the same would go for Utah, actually. So the U.S. average would bring us to about 30.9%. Um, and Utah, uh, when you add in Utah's uh, corporate income tax structure, Utah would have a uh, corporate, tax, corporate tax rate of around 30.1%, which would still put, us, still put Utah, if it was its own country, um, uh, a third. Uh, which would be uh, just uh, above Mexico, which uh, has a, a 30% corporate tax rate. So this would be disadvantageous for uh, businesses in Utah, uh, employees in Utah, uh, as well as sort of the future growth of the state. Although fortunately for Utah, it is uh, it does have a relatively good tax system compared to its uh, neighboring states or some of its neighboring states. Right. I think that's such a critical thing, especially as uh, Utah has been poised and has been uh, leading the country really out of uh, the post-pandemic economy uh, in so many ways, uh, where, where there is such a uh, focus on international business here in the state of Utah as well, as Utah is being seen more and more, not just as a crossroads to the West, but a crossroads to the world. And and clearly, this kind of uh, corporate tax rate at the federal level could impact those businesses that are considering uh, Utah as a home. Yeah, I think internationally it would be a concern, although, again, of course, Utah is relatively well situated compared to its neighboring states. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it's more than the sort of national impact of an uh, international level with the um, – with multinational corporations, there are some other rules uh, that would be changed. Although the exact details seem to shift around, have shifted around a bunch about uh, tax treatment of, of interna- intellectual property and some other um, factors that would also influence uh, companies' location decisions. That could also end up having an adverse effect on, on local uh, localized. Uh, have real localized impacts, even though they're quite abstract international ideas. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we have Alex Morishano from the uh, Tax Foundation. He's a federal analyst there talking about some of the things that are in the current proposal in the House Ways and Means Committee uh, that would raise the uh, corporate income tax rate uh, in the United States as part of this uh, massive spending bill uh, that will be done through reconciliation uh, and just before I let you go, Alex, uh, in terms of kind of forecasting that, in terms of what impact that could have on the U.S. economy, again, coming out of the pandemic, um, what impact do you see this could have if we do end up with this increase in the uh, federal corporate in- income tax rate? 
Yeah, so I think you're going to see that impact over the long term. Um, you know, if, uh, out of the gates, you'll have some negative impact, but you also have the sort of uh, big spending going into the economy, you know. But over the long term, that's where the, the hurt is really going to come because um, that's what happens when you disincentivize investment. Uh, over time, that sort of adds up. Uh, the cost of it really add up as productivity growth gets slower, uh, and productivity growth getting slower means the you know economy grows slower, and that's a long-term process. So I think that's the that should be the real focus of the concern is that not only what's going to be happening in 2021 or 2022, but 2025 and beyond. Um, that's that's the the real concern. And if we're trying to talk about sort of big picture stuff, that the administration, to their credit, have you know, identified as issues like uh, productivity growth and and, and, wage, and wages, you know, those are long-term problems. And this is exactly the opposite of a long-term solution to them. Uh, fascinating stuff. Alex Morishano, always appreciate your insight from the Tax Foundation. He's a federal analyst there with the Tax Foundation. Alex, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, again, great uh, insight there. And it's always easy to just say, hey, we're just going to tax the rich. Or we're going to tax businesses, big businesses. And that's how we're going to cover all of this spending spree. But there are a lot of ramifications, as Alex rightly pointed out, uh, in terms of investment uh, for companies that impacts the economy, whether they decide to hire more, do more R&D. Uh, all of those things get impacted. And, of course, often the ultimate result will be higher costs for goods and services to consumers, all consumers, regardless of how much they're making. And that's what we have to look a little deeper as we go through, especially in these coming days, as this uh, massive reconciliation bill uh, works its way through the House and the Senate. Uh, much more to come on that as we move along. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, we'll have the G20 Economic Summit. But ahead of that, there is what is called the G20 Interfaith Forum, which took place over the weekend in Italy. We'll discuss how the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was involved and strategic partnerships to impact people around the world. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.